everyone. Welcome back to another episode of With Love Alexa. I am joined by a health and wellness advocate, Wendy Michelle. We are going to talk about the importance of advocating for ourselves because honestly in life we just never know when we're going to need to and it's always important. Hi Wendy, you there? Hi, yeah, I'm here Alexa. How are you? Good, how are you? Doing great, thank you. I'm so glad you came on today. It's such an important topic that we're going to discuss. Yes, I'm really excited about this one. Me too. I was like looking on your website and everything and like you're doing so much. Like it's so amazing. Thank you. Um, so if you want, we can um, kind of just like talk a little bit about maybe your background and just tell us a little bit about you. Sure. So I'll keep it brief. It's quite a story in general, but um, I think the most important part is that I've, I've always had this, this desire, this passion, this heart for optimal lifestyles. I've just believed that we are deserving of, and it's a human right to just feel really, really good and have a lot of energy. And um, I started in the fitness space right out of high school uh, as a personal trainer and doing things, um, you know, more in the gym with people, and then that turned into nutrition and supplementation and so on. And then that eventually turned into being in the fitness industry and Little by little, it's evolved into what is now um, having my hands in a lot of different projects, but they're all related to what my core belief is, which is that, um, you know, health and, and feeling awesome is a human right, and we all deserve it. Yeah, I I completely agree, and it is so, like, even though it is so many different things, they're really all intertwined. 100%. Like, it's all related to, like, men- like your mental well-being and to eat. You have to eat well to feel good and sometimes, like, doing even a little bit of working out if you can or just having all that good stuff helps. Absolutely. I actually recently am trying, a ch- like, doing my own little challenge because I'm not a water drinker at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying um, to start drinking, like, the amount you're around the amount you're supposed to and I have this like really fun cup from like Starbucks pink and like sparkly so it Mm -hmm. like makes me kind of want to drink more and it's like 24 (laughs) ounces so I only need a couple of those nice I like the trick it's helped a little bit every Uh, little thing that you can figure out that inspires you personally is you know is is a good thing to incorporate it's definitely something that I teach a lot yeah. So you've, like you said, you've been basically into fit, fitness and just overall well-being since um, high school. Mm-hmm. What got you into, like, wanting to be fit and healthy and just feel good? Um, so I was a dancer all through school, I, my childhood, and movement has always been very fun for me. And uh, um, out of high school it's kind of like one of those things that unless you do it as a career it kind of goes away and I just didn't want it to go away so I was like what is something else that's similar to dance and active that I could do and you know the gym was 
kind of the next step for me. And um, competing as a fitness competitor, you do like a dance routine. So I was like, oh, well, there's a place I can dance. And so it was really about incorporating what makes me feel joy. And uh, also, I'm very scientific and curious. And so it's the human body is magnificent and does really cool things. And I love incorporating different supplements and different dietary practices to see what kind of results I can get. Which, you know, there's sometimes not even an end goal. It's just, let's see what happens. And so that's kind of became a hobby, really. I'm inspired by what our potential is. And that's always really driven me. Yeah, that's that's all I guess it's really good um it's yeah like you said it's important it's because if you don't feel good or you're not doing good things to your body then nothing else is gonna work exactly and I didn't I definitely didn't know when I first got into it at that you know at you know 17 18 years old that what a huge role it would play because ultimately at some point in time it did my habit of being healthy and incorporating healthier foods and being active, it saved my life. And I, I, of course, didn't know at the time it was going to, and I didn't really understand the weight of it. But in hindsight now, it was really um, a gift that I didn't even know I was giving to myself. Yeah. What, um, so you said you like were in fitness competitions? Yes, I did a few of them. It really wasn't my main thing, but it was kind of a fun thing to try. What was it like? Like, what would you, was it, um, I assume it's a little, it's like not like a pageant or anything, but fitness. It's, yeah, you're definitely on the right track. It's, it's along the same lines. There's different types. So there's figure and there's fitness. And now there's, I think, a bikini category so which wasn't there when I competed and the figure is just that you're basically in a one-piece and a two-piece suit and then they're judging you on symmetry and a whole bunch of other variables that have to do with your structure and vascularity etc and then the fitness one is those same more physical elements but then you also have to show strength and flexibility and so on using you know, a, cu- a couple of like required moves in a dance routine, and that's what I did. So you, it is similar to a pageant that there is like the judging, and you know you're in a bathing suit, but um, more fitness focused. Yeah, I, I figured that as much, um, but it sounds like a lot of fun. You probably had to train a lot for it. Yes, every day, multiple times. It was a <laughs> full time job. I yeah, because I watched. Um, one of the real housewives and a couple of them were like in I think it was swimsuit or fitness I know they like got like they were working out all the time and only eating like certain things I thought it was like pretty cool like just seeing their transformation yeah I didn't know they had done one of those that's 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 interesting that they they showed that yeah it's definitely a lot of work that's for sure so what else um so we know about the fitness part and the nutrition. Can you tell us a little bit more about your brand and how it came to be? Sure. So um, right around the time that I was had 
done a couple competitions, I was really healthy, and at least I thought so, and looked very healthy, that's for sure. But uh, a couple of months after I um, had done my last competition, I started to kind of feel a little funny, and <coughs> maybe within a couple of months, I wasn't able to walk. And I mean, it went from like running five miles a day to like not being able to walk. And I was like, had paralysis and I had all these other things. And it was mortifying because I was so young. And I immediately was furious because I was like, man, I'm a health expert and this is happening to me. So A, I'm clearly not an expert. So <laughs> I probably should stop that. And B, um, I'm equipped to at least to navigate this what about people that aren't and what have I been doing as a personal trainer and nutrition coach up to this point that I want to take back and I want to do right and so I spent a lot of years working on my own health and you know navigating that which I'm sure we'll eventually get into but it was after that where I had established more of a holistic understanding of health and and not just holistic physical health, but everything. So mental and emotional and, you know, just everything. And I, I spent so many years and so many thousands of hours on research. And I still didn't plan to ever get back into the industry um, for, for money. Because I was like, I'm just going to give this information away for free. Um, people need it. They need the truth. They just need, they need an honest advocate. They need somebody who's not selling for any brands who will just give them facts. Exactly. So I was like, I'm not going to just do that. I'm not going to get hired. I'm not going to get paid. Uh, I won't. It won't. I'll just go get a different job, which I did. And um, and then it's like almost like I couldn't stay out of it. As much as I kept trying to not do it, the people and the the events and the opportunities just kind of kept coming in and around, like around me. And so that turned into. Um, doing a lot of speaking events and then that turned into um, publishing a book a publisher heard me speak one night so then that turned into a book and then that turned into um, starting to create food at you know, a little bit larger than like more and more commercial kitchen level and then eventually that turned into making food at a massive level which is what I'm currently working on and you know opening up and launching into a lot of grocery stores and you know bigger scaled operations um, in addition to opening up wellness clinics and designing programs and therapy systems for these wellness clinics um, that we're trying to do a little bit more alternative options for people and um, you know a lot of more uh, speaking events and one-on-one -on -one coaching and so on so it's kind of evolved um, and my brand that well which is just Wendy Michelle um, just has a whole bunch of different projects kind of underneath it Everywhere I see that people are just really longing for a solution. If I have an idea or I am able to do something, I, I like to do something because I think that's what we're all here for, right? Is to help each other. Or, yeah, or at least we should be if we're yeah. not. <laughs> um, yeah. No, because I, I agree with like everything you're saying because I also have a chronic illness. Um, and I realized, like, I learned so much about all these different avenues from being a patient and having to try mm -hmm. and figure things out for myself. To me, it's almost like we're more of the experts. Once, if you're actually going through it, 
because experts they do all the research and they learn, but if they don't experience it, it's hard to like really understand. Yeah, no, totally. Not that they aren't experts, because they are, but in a different way. Yeah, no, I I think that it to me it's been the one of the greatest gifts. You know, I look back at a really dark time in my life, and I'm thankful because it's never been wasted. Not a single moment of it has ever been wasted. And I feel like every new project or every new thing that comes before me or in front of me, I'm like, oh. I totally know what to do with that because of you know whatever, and it's it's just a cool thing that um, doesn't feel cool a lot of the time, but kind of works itself out that way. Yeah, I always thought I was the weird person that would be like, I'm actually kind of thankful for all that happened. Not that、mm-hmm. I want to be in pain every day like I am, but I'm at least able to actually do something like something good and not just. Live day to day, in and out, in and out. Like I'm actually able to help people. Yes, yeah. I mean that's very fulfilling. And I like would have never had any of this, like the podcast, the blog, if this wouldn't have happened. And it's like、yeah. a sad thing, but it's true. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure it's not a sad thing for the people who have the opportunity to hear you and. To really glean from your experiences, and I'm sure that they empathize and sympathize as do I. At the same time, it's like I'm sure that they also have a level of gratitude、um, that you've been able to take the situation and turn it into something that has ultimately helped them in the long run. So I can't think of a better better way to to spend the day. Yeah, no, I agree that way. I I feel the same way.、Um... It's just so like it, it like makes you excited to like get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> And to get through those bad days. Yes, absolutely. So we kind of talked a little bit about、um, some of your like health issues. Can you tell us a little bit more, like what it maybe、sure. what happened, like、um, some of your symptoms? Yeah. So I initially the symptoms were pretty basic, and now this is going back about you know twelve years or so ago. So this was before people talked about gut health or talked about、mm-hmm. gluten or whatever. So、um, it was very. Now it's not going to sound very normal. Then it was very weird.、Um, I had like a lot of like strange bloating symptoms, where you know food that had been totally fine before suddenly wasn't fine. Any longer, and you know, I felt equipped to kind of make those changes, but it didn't really seem to last. Everything that I did seemed to only have a short-term response, and then eventually, that was—I had a lot of pain in my body everywhere.、Um, there wasn't like a part of my body that didn't hurt, and、um, but the one that was the worst, the area that was worst, was you know, like right around my hips. And I used to joke. I'd be like, "I got sick. I got stretched these out, you know." And I would just like kind of laugh through it and stuff because I couldn't imagine anything wrong with me. And、um, and then eventually that turned into、um, such severe neuralgia that I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand on my legs. And、um, and then I had seizures that were unexplained. I had a mini stroke. I was I had like skin stuff, like just this、um, like. 
different lesions that, you know, dermatologists couldn't figure out. Um, I had, you know, and the pain was just consistent. That never, ever went away. Um, depression, I had anxiety, like a lot of mental challenges that I hadn't had previously. And um, severe insomnia, which really helped me because that's how I got most of my hours of research in. Wide <laughs> <laughs> awake. Um, but, um, you know, I was also in a lot of pain and, you know, and the, the medications that they had me on, because they didn't know what was wrong with me. So they, it was just, it was just, you know, lots of prescriptions. And, uh, you know, even that, I couldn't sleep on them. I was like on Oxycontin and Percocet and Lyrica and um, Clonopin oh. for the seizures. And I still was just, I was like wide awake. Which is so crazy to me now looking back. So that was the bulk of my symptoms. And then it took, um, gosh, like a year and a half of just going to like every specialist and they didn't know what it was. And eventually I had this one PA who just didn't know what to do with me. And he, I was like, I don't know, Wendy, um, you know, if you think of anything. So I was like, okay. So I started telling him which labs I wanted him to draw and like which prescriptions I wanted to try. And just trying to, I was trying to like figure it out that way which was great because then I learned about basically every condition and every disease because I was just going one by one yep. and then um, ended up in an alternative um, center and I lived in Arizona at the time my dad found for me because the bulk of my organs were just shutting down like my kidneys weren't functioning right that my liver enzymes were like super elevated and nobody knew why it was just just all a mystery and um, you know and even the alternative doctor wasn't sure but you know they had this principle there that our bodies are designed to heal so let's start getting the organs back in order and your immune system back in order and so we did little by little and eventually took another year before they found out I had late stage Lyme disease and and that was only like kind of a backward so it kind of actually went like oh you have auto uh, you have um, hypothyroidism and I was like okay well why oh that makes sense and then and then they're like well that's I eventually found a doctor who would check for the autoantibodies and then that's autoimmune. So I'm like, okay, well, why? Like, why did my immune system do that? It's so weird. Why would it act like that? And then, um, you know, you can tell the doctors they loved me. <laughs> it's so weird. Why, why, is, why is my body doing that? And then, um, and then from there, it turned into, um, you know, uh, I had like Cushing's and I had a bunch of other autoimmune diseases and then my adrenals stopped working and then eventually we hit uh, late stage Lyme disease so um, it was a long road a lot of symptoms none of them seemed to make sense around any of you know the others and uh, yeah so it, it's it's something that you know I'm left with of all the things um, hypothyroidism that's the only thing that I have to take medication for uh, ongoing but um, it really was quite the journey um, for sure. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds awful. Just like it's also the unknown is scary. Like when you don't know and it's like you're taking care of your body, you're doing whatever you're supposed to do or what you think you're supposed to do. And then it's just not working. Yeah. And I, at the time I was like 26. So, you know, nobody really understood. Everybody was like, uh, we don't really know how to talk to you anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. It's like, it's hard to find support sometimes. 
like during Very. all this? Was your family like? Did you have a good support system or? You know, I was. I had a daughter, who at the time was um, she was in junior high, and I was trying my best to protect her from what was happening because I didn't want her to be afraid. So I spent a lot of time minimizing symptoms. And it just kind of flooded out over into family members and friends. And I just it, just, it was easier for me to pretend I was fine than to try to explain what I didn't know was wrong with me. Right, um, yeah. So it's, hard, so it's hard to say only because I didn't really allow for the support because I really isolated myself. And I, or I should say, I isolated people around me from knowing how sick I really was. So the only ones who really knew was my daughter. I mean, my daughter saw a majority of like the seizures, and so she knew there was something really wrong. And then my mom, at some point, started like really going, "Okay, this is not what you're saying." And then my, you know, my dad was very supportive. But beyond that, I didn't really have a support group. I didn't have people who really understood. I didn't know anybody who was sick at all. I mean, my whole circle of friends were in the health industry so it was very lonely and I you know I, I really didn't have uh, the support but also it's because I was trying to I was trying to micromanage um, the situation at home and really protect my daughter from living in fear of what if yeah it's even if you do have a support system it can still be lonely because it's like when you're in that much pain, it's like you don't, even if people are trying to understand, it's like you don't want to like always complain either. Mm-hmm. Totally. How are you today? Um, you know, honestly, today I am better than I was before I was sick. And there's such a deep level of gratitude in saying that because I was sure that my best case scenario was that I would live so I didn't know what that meant that could have been living at the same level of you know I mean I couldn't even see you know I couldn't see like I couldn't even open my eyes like it was so crazy so it's still so touching to me to be able to say like today I'm I'm good. I have to work really hard at it. Like, it's not like I'm just, you know, flippantly wandering around the planet. I, it's very, it's a lot of work. I've put a lot of effort into it. Um, but, man, like, what a gift. Yeah. I, you, it's, it was a very, it's a very, in, like, your story is so incredible. And I thank you also for sharing your story and, trying to help every anybody that you can. Yeah, I think it's important because um, it's a part of my life that without it, uh, I, I really, I, I don't know who else I am. Um, but at the same time, there was so many things I, I really wished for in those days and in those years and I've spent the last 10 years just intentionally going, these were the gaps I saw, and I saw them for a reason. 
and they were as painful to me in missing them in my life as I can imagine they would be painful for other people. And so now that I have the ability to, to move um, and I am not as restricted, um, it's to, I got I to gotta move. You know, I need to help fill these gaps because I feel like it's, there's like a level of stewardship and like that I was shown it and now I have been given opportunities to do something and to have a voice for others and to remind them that, um, you know, that they're not alone and that even though it feels that way and that there's understanding, but there's also hope and that they're worthy of advocating for, that their, mm-hmm. their future is important and what they are able to do to whatever level that is it's all of similar value. Like we all need each other. We all need each other's experiences. We need everybody's perspective. It's a it's a group effort, and um, it's very easy in that space to forget that like you have something to offer because you're having to ask for so much help, or you feel like you're having to rely so heavily on others. It's easy to forget that you have something to offer, and I think it's important to remind people of that. Yes, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, we're about to finish up, but how um, can my listeners find out more about you and your programs? Um, probably the easiest is uh, wendymichelle.com with an I. So just the easiest that, wendymichelle.com will be um, a link to pretty much anything that I'm, I'm working on or have worked on. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, it was a like a it was a pleasure talking to you and sharing your hearing your story and just talking about helping each other. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for doing what you do and for giving um, you know a voice to I'm sure a lot of people who feel voiceless. All right. Well, that was another episode of With Love Alexa with Wendy Michelle, a health and wellness advocate. Her website will be in the description below. Have a great week.